Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week. It has. Yeah. One entire week. <laughs> Definitely not just a few hours. That's okay. We're squeezing them in because we don't know what, th- what this week will bring. Well, we kind of do know what this week will bring. Mm. Although, by the time this actually comes out, it will be it will have been last week and you'll be back, but... True. But, well... And that's why they're on the outside of the door. Yeah, we had to close them out because he was chewing his bone. And also because it would have been 30 seconds in and he would have started doing that. Yeah. Because, bork bork, loud dog. So last week, we talked about our anniversary. Yep. And one of the things we did on our anniversary was dust off the old... We didn't dust anything off. The cart to show people that we owned it. We dusted off the cartridge for NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Yes. And then proceeded to emulate it. (laughs) But we, we, uh, we pulled it out and it's kind of fun to look at that game. The The case that I had, I bought this at the movie station which was my local movie rental we didn't have a blockbuster because we weren't cool so inside has the manual and the manual says if you don't return the game with the manual and that you'll be charged at least five dollars yep yeah which is fun yeah the um so i have a like so blockbuster is kind of like synonymous with movie rental places but it's funny you mention having like the local movie place because you didn't have blockbuster because honestly that's more common than you think um i lived in traverse city which is not a small town i mean it's not a huge metropolis but it's not out in the middle of nowhere either like in the 90s there were like fifty thousand people living there so it was a decent sized city but we had Horizon Video, which was just the local chain. And it was, you know, there were probably a dozen of them across the city, but... I think there were like three movie stations total, and we just happened to have one. And there's a blockbuster in, like, Oak Ridge. Mm. <laughs> but... One year for Christmas, I got, like, I got a blockbuster gift card. And I don't remember what it was on it. It was, it was fairly modest. It was like, I don't know if it was like... I don't even know if they did monetary amounts or if it was like, here's a gift card for two game rentals or something like that. But for the longest time, it was just sitting there because we didn't have Blockbuster in Traverse City. We had Horizon Video. And then after a couple years, Horizon Video got bought out and they were all transitioned over to Blockbusters. And then it was like, and we were all excited about it at the time because we were like, yay, now we can use the gift card. Because there was, like, no other way to do it. You can't, like, you can't, like, go, you're not going to go 30 miles away to find the nearest Blockbuster and then, you know, have to go all the way back two days later just to return the movie. It would literally be cheaper to just buy it. Yeah. So that was a, like, we just sat on that Blockbuster gift card not being able to use it for years. And then it turned out that they were, they took over horizon video and moved into all those spaces and and made them all blockbusters and that was like a whole big thing and then it was I, we finally had a blockbuster and then we moved to florida the uh most people did this but at the movie station every time a new console generation would come out they would get rid of the mm-hmm. old console generation that have a huge sale just like they would with like oh we have 15 copies of you know, deep impact 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. We need to get rid of these. They're like, buy. yeah, because they always over they always over buy them, so they have enough for the first weekend when right. everyone wants to go out and get them, and then they sell them all as like you know pre washed copies. So a lot of the Sega games and Nintendo games that I own have you know sale stickers. Like I I have James Pond three, mm-hmm. and the reason I have James Pond three for the Sega Genesis is because it was three dollars. At the movie station, and I was like, yeah, I'll try it. And yeah, then, for like literally less than the amount of a game rental. Yeah, so that's always... Also, the same price as Vampire Survivors. That's which correct. Which is weird which to is, think about. It is weird, because Vampire Survivors is a much better game than James Bond 3. <laughs> it sure <laughs> is. No. Um, well, I can't, I have to be fair. We played 2, not 3, but I don't imagine 3 is all that much better. We've always talked about this. I think we hinted at this the last time, the previous time, not not last week, but the when we talked about Sonic Three. Oh yeah, I was yeah. On the podcast, and I've talked about this on stream a little bit. But I had really crappy games as a mm. kid, and everybody had some crappy games that sure. they played. And you, I mean, you played Home Alone Two a lot. One and t- two. You honestly. talked about that. Home Alone One and Two were like two of my first like six games on the super but like you get you say you get an allowance of five dollars a week what's that like okay i'm just saying (laughs) say you get an allowance of five dollars a week when you're young and you go to the movie station and they have karnov for the nes and you're like okay i'll pick it up It's, Mm -hmm. it's like three bucks or five bucks or maybe 10 i've saved for a little bit so a lot of the games that I played, we bought like that. Mm-hmm. So Karnov, I believe we did that with Magmax, which I thought was a cool game when I was a kid. And then you played it and you're like, this is terrible. Why did you play this? And I'm like, I don't know. I I thought it was good. No track and field too. Oh man. That played... game's actually great. That game the is actually. Triple jump is so hard though. Yeah. No, it's really tricky, <laughs> but like it's, it's a, you know. Considering it's basically just like a collection of I love when you turn that game on. It is so hype. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, this is, I am in the Olympics now. You can't tell me any other way. Yep. This is how I feel about it. I loved, I love. Does it Booty. just play Chariots of Fire? Or maybe that's what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I think it's Track and Field 1 that plays Chariots of Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I'm looking over here on the shelf and I see rollerball and I'm like, yeah. God, I played so much rollerball. And our our NES was so sketchy. And I remember using taking a toy car, like a, a Hot Wheels, and like sticking it inside to push the disc down. Because if it was just resting in the tray, it wouldn't read the game. So instead of doing anything else, I would take a Hot Wheels and jam it into the front of the thing to push the disc or the cart down. Yeah. Everyone had weird jank stuff that they did. And they I didn't did know any better. Them. I mean, like. No, I, know, I mean. I like, was playing on the NES and my brother's over there on the N64. Like, this is this is how things were. There working. is a reason why every cartridge-based system after the NES opted for a top-loading system. Side-load. Even, even the Famicom, the original Japanese version of the NES, was a top-loader. Yeah. There's, I, I know, like, I've heard the story before about why they went for a side loader system for the NES, and it basically has to do with just, like, production decisions and, like, what was available. I don't remember the specifics of it, but it's basically just, like, a, a factory thing. It's like, this will be cheaper. And at the time, they didn't realize it was going to be a huge success, so they opted for a cheaper 
manufacturing method, but or something having to do with the chips that they had, or I don't know. It's something. It's something along those lines. But regardless, it sucks, yeah. and everybody had to figure out ways to get it to, you know, to read properly because it didn't. And then, you know, you got top loading systems after that, which were significantly better. Yeah. The uh, the fun thing is like thinking back on all of the games that I bought. At the movie station or later garage sales or at a thrift store, things like that. You know, there weren't very many sports games that I owned on NES. Um, I kind of consider Pong to be a sports game, even though it's not like based off of a real sports. Because you you play two player against each other and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like soccer in a way. Yeah. But I didn't really have a sports game until Sega. Until NBA Jam. And I played so much NBA Jam. And then I promptly stopped playing. <laughs> well, I played NBA Jam. I played Mutant League Football a lot. Sure. But I never... Because I didn't have an N64 and I didn't really... It wasn't my property. The PlayStation 1 was in the house, but it wasn't mine. Right. I never played, like, Blitz or... I think Even to the, in, even to the point where the 360 came out and my brothers were all playing NCAA... Oh yeah, or Madden. I never really played any of those games. So, well, we, at a certain point, they stopped being worth playing. NBA Jam was literally the only sports game on all all generations of console that I played for from for whatever reason. And I think well, we had like Bird, Larry Bird game, Bird what? versus I don't oh, know it's down there. Is it is it Jordan versus Bird? Maybe, or is it Magic? It's a, it's a Sega game. Uh, whatever that NBA game that we also had that what is that one? Showdown ninety four. Anyway, we bought those and we played them a little bit, and then we were like, NBA Jam is way better than this, so we just go back. It really, <laughs> it's objectively better. It like I don't know. It, it, there's some people that really want the simulation aspect of a sports game, and in that they want it to you know feel as much like the real sport as possible. And I think there's a place for that. But ultimately, if you play any sports game enough, you're going to kind of break it down and find the exploits and see like, and run the same play over and over because it just works. And I mean, like in, I feel like NBA jam just sort of commits to that. It just sort of embraces the fact that there's only so many things that are actually viable for you to do in the game. So instead of... So it's shoot the three or dunk. Yeah. So we're talking about NBA Jam later, but speaking of sports, boy, you've put a lot of time into uh, Switch Sports here is, lately. Is this a problem? It's not a problem. I think it's awesome. I also have enjoyed playing it. Yeah, it's pretty good. And we were talking the other day, Switch Sports has a volleyball game in it. And it yes. is two-player volleyball, so it's not anything like crazy... It's it, not the six-on-six six indoor floor volleyball that we want it to be. Mm. Looking at you high fans. I Like, ever since I've been looking for, like, a good six-on-six six volleyball game, and they just don't get made. And maybe they get made in Japan, but not here. I bet you, I'm pretty sure there's a high game that came out on 3DS. Maybe. It may have been a But dating. would it even... Was it a dating sim? <laughs> it might be. I was going to say, would it be a volleyball game, though? Yeah, no, it should be. Um, or would it be like a, a school life game with a volleyball minigame? A sim? Yeah. It might be a sim. I don't know. 
I would, you know what? I would take a sim. Like, be, let me be the volleyball coach. Oh, God. And, like, sim up the play. You know how I get absorbed into those. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Just, like, put me in front of a menu and give me a progression system and just watch me go. Yeah, I would totally play that. But, yeah, there is, there is like, one volleyball game on Steam. And it's, like, 40 bucks and it doesn't work. Like, it literally is, like, the the buggiest mess. Oh, yeah, 3DS. You're right. Haikyuu cross-team match. Apparently, there is also a card game. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, it's just cards. Actual, just regular cards. <laughs> Never oh, mind. Is that not what you meant? No. Oh, they're just like playing cards? Yes, of course. Of I have course. found a Haikyuu Otome game that I will be downloading later. Anyway. Yep. Haikyuu to get new mobile game for Android and iOS. Yeah, that sounds right, too. So anyway, there's no good six-on-six volleyball <laughs> game is the point here. Like, there just isn't one. And honestly, the Switch Sports, like, two-on-two volleyball game is about the closest we're gonna get. (laughs) Apparently, there's a Roblox game that is Haikyuu-based. Sure, that looks like chaos, although it is just kind of looping. Yeah, well, so we would play that. If you're a game developer and you're having to be listening to the Retro Breakdown at this time, and you have made a game that is exactly what we are describing, please send an email to... The retro breakdown at gmail.com. I will play, I will buy and play your game because I just want there to be a six on six volleyball game. <laughs> I like so much. And if you're a developer, we will play test that game for you a lot. Yes. So please make it because it's amazing. Volleyball is an amazing sport. Yeah, so Switch Switch Sports has volleyball in it and it's actually quite fun. It's pretty good. Like, you don't get the same level of like co op. Like, the cooperation needed in a six-player game is so intense. Yeah, yeah. It's not... It doesn't have the same level of complexity as you would get from a six... From a a six-player. But, like, considering that, there are still, like... There's still a lot you can do. There's a a surprising amount of depth. Um, You really have to, like, coordinate your blocks and digs. Uh, Like, the defensive side of the ball is really interesting to me. I just remembered that I lied. I I played dodgeball mm. on NES. That's technically quite a... a lot. And we played Super Spike Volleyball, but not until after you and I met. Okay. Because we bought that and you you and I played that quite a bit. But boy, dodgeball, Super Spike Dodgeball or whatever, Super Super Dodgeball? What is it called? Yeah, I think it's just Super Dodgeball. Man, it's a great game. Mm-hmm. So fun. Also, why doesn't Switch Sports have dodgeball? That just makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense, honestly. Like, it's more sense than that sword play game. I'm not a fan of that. I don't like that. I, I don't like, I didn't like the sword play game in, oh, that was in Wii Sports Resort too. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that in this. I didn't like it in Wii Sports. It, it, it likes to pretend that there's strategy, but it really is just like. Listen, I played For Honor. It's like <laughs> that, but it's like. I also watched the swings, American Gladiators. The swings come out so fast that it really just devolves into like swipe, 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 swipe. I no, you can't really, you can't just like swipe nonstop because you will get blocked. But you can't really like react to someone's swing with a block because it comes out basically instantly. Mm-hmm. So you basically just have to like move your sword back and forth and hope that it happens to block the incoming strike. Because you can't, once it launches, it's either going to hit or it's not. There's no, 
there's no way for you to react fast enough to actually get your block up. So it's just a matter of like, if you're swinging, hope that you hit them. Hope for A, that your sword at your swing actually reads in the right direction because it doesn't always. And B, hope that they haven't like spun their sword at the last minute to to block you. You know what that game needs? A stamina bar. Yeah. I yeah. guess it kind of has that. Like if you block, you get staggered. Yeah. If someone if you hit someone's block, you get staggered. But yeah. I feel like it would slow the pace down a little bit. It would. And they're very quick matches. Yeah. I just didn't... Of the games in Switch Sports, and there aren't very many. There are six. Um, I think that one's the least interesting to me. I wouldn't say weakest. By far. It's just... Because Badminton is also not... Badminton is not my favorite. I do consider it in the lower tier, but it's not as bad as we thought it was. Okay. It's got stuff. It's got stuff. I mm-hmm. haven't really played it as much as he has, so... Um, obviously, tennis is still there hanging out, and it's fine. Tennis is greatly improved from its Wii Sports uh, variety. And, like, honestly, like, table tennis was kind of the, uh, was kind of the tennis replacement in, uh, in Resort. And it, because it basically plays the same way, it's just a different setting. But the mechanics are mostly the same. Um, this is significantly better in every way. It's, yeah, I mean, it's just good. Mm -hmm. It just feels good to play. And you can do a lot with this, with your shots, like aiming and, you know, there's a lot of strategy there. You can hit like a backspin slice that gives it a, uh, that gives it a curve, mm. which actually like I found is really useful because it, what it does is it makes the person sitting back to receive, it makes it look like it's going to come to like their forehand and then it bounces and moves to their backhand. And that can actually mess up your, yeah. like, Oh, yeah, I've missed so many shots because I swung the wrong way. Yeah. And it's it comes at you really slowly, so you have lots of time to react to it, but, like... If you've already swung? if Or if you're, you know, if you're set up for the wrong type of swing and then it bounces and sort of curves to your other side, it's very tricky. But, I mean, you can hit that, you can hit topspin shots, you can, uh, you can do a lot with positioning. Like, it's... That one also, tennis has a lot of depth. I really, I didn't expect to care about that one, but it's like my second favorite game. Behind volleyball. Mm-hmm. Well, then there's Maybe third behind soccer. And then, so, most of the games allow you to play with one Joy-Con, but soccer, and I guess swordplay, allows you to use two? I don't really... The swordplay game gives you an option for a double sword, um, like a double sword match move set oh um and that requires two um joy cons i've not actually tried it but i've not played very much of it either yeah and when i do i just take the regular sword that's probably boring i should probably try the twin swords at least once but... yeah the uh the soccer game is great it's just rocket league but a little bit slower yeah <laughs> much slower which it needs to be because the speed of rocket league is what makes it so hard yeah but it's not bad. No, it's it's surprisingly full-featured. Um, it, it always surprises me in a Wii Sports game when you actually have stick-based control of your character. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, the games devolve to, your character moves automatically, just swing. Yeah. Just waggle your, just waggle your, your controller at the right time to get the desired results. 
And I mean, volleyball has positioning along the net and positioning on where you're. But you don't have to. Is. You don't have to position yourself on the court. It automatically does that for you. Like, yeah, it puts you up front to the to net. back. Front to yeah. back, you don't have to. But but you do have to. Like if you're going up for a block, you do have to jump. Or you have to move right to left mm-hmm. in order to match your positioning to the to the spiker, which is kind of really another layer. And, and if you can force them to shoot a line shot or go it across. Yeah, if you if you're playing well, if you're coordinating well with your with your partner, you not only line up with where the spiker is, but you're also shading them to one side or another to uh, to encourage them to hit towards the you know the the backline defender. So then, they can so they can dig the spike. And then there's bowling. Which okay, so bowling is pretty much just bowling and it's just always been bowling. It's not really much different than what it's always been. However, we haven't really messed with it that much because we've been playing online predominantly, but if you play offline, you have the the like trick shot bowling modes and those are really fun. Yeah, that is pretty fun. The the online mode is like you you make a spare and you're basically out of the game. Like you can't potentially you, can, you yeah. cannot. You, you, and Don't oddly, miss a pin. I had two strikes and then a spare, and then I got eliminated because my strikes or something. I didn't have any points, and so like you had two strikes and a split that you mm. didn't convert, and that and then you lost. But I, the points weren't showing up, and then. Oh, that's bowling scoring. When you score a strike, it gives like, it gives like preemptive, it's 10, but it also gets like preemptively doubled based on what you score in the next, in the, in the following, uh, frames. I don't know. It's weird. So like, if you, if you actually bowl three strikes in a row, then your score on the first frame is actually 30. Because it has like it's multiplied by the the scores and the all next I two know frames. is I did pretty good and then all of a sudden they're like you're eliminated I'm like what yeah I a really can because of the elimination sort of battle royale aspect of it it can really just depend on if someone's having a great game if you're in there with like I think you made it to round two and I think you I think what happened is you went strike strike split strike strike split and on the second round it was like the splits just took all of your multipliers away. And you just one pin. Yep. Yeah, it's really, it's tough. There's really, like, no room for error. Like, like I've gotten to a point where it's like, if I throw my first ball and it ends up a split, I'm like, okay, well, it's game over. Man, I've been bowling, actually bowling in a really long time. Was it with me? I think the last time we went was in Lansing. No, no, no. It was in Howell. Yeah. Yeah. We lived in Howell. The, The thing about bowling is, like... It hurts my hands. The last time we went, your fingers went numb. Yeah, I hurt my finger because I think the ball was just, I was gripping it incorrectly or throwing it weird. Or it was too heavy. But imagine, okay, when I was a kid, my mom was in a bowling league and she's really pretty good. And I would go with her before I started school. And even when I had sick day mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, I'd call in sick and they would take me, she'd take me with her because there's no babysitter. Sure. And in the in the lobby area of the bowling alley, they had like arcade machines. Sure, yeah. And I was just thinking about how I would hang out. She'd give me like two dollars, mm-hmm. and I, sometimes I'd play some. They put the little things in the gutter so I could play. Yeah, oh yeah. 
And then I would bowl like two rounds and then I would have to stop because that was the limit. And then I would go play the arcade for a while. Mm -hmm. But they had the the off-road game that had the four wheels. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my little brother and I used to play that all the time. They also had Mortal Kombat 1. And I think they had like two other machines. But I was just thinking about bowling and that bowling alley specifically. When my mom bowled there at that time, it was handwritten scorecards. Yeah. So they had to do the math. And then they would take like 15 minutes after... The game was over mm-hmm. to check everyone's math to make right. sure that their scores were correct. Yeah. And I always thought that was funny because then that bowling alley shut down or moved to a new location. And when they did that, they put they went to automatic scoring right. with screens. And I hadn't thought about bowling in a long time with actual scorekeeping on cards with pencils and stuff. But that was that's how old I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember learning about bowling scoring um, like a long time ago. And I was like, wow, that's really complicated. So, like, when you bowl a strike, you don't score it immediately because it can be ret- the score of that strike can be retroactively changed by what happens in, fu- in like, future frames. Why? Yeah, why is this like Why this? would you make it like this? But that's, and I don't remember exactly how it works, but, I mean, it, it works such that, like, in 10 frames... You can knock down a maximum of 120 pins because mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's 90 in the first nine frames. And then 20. And then, you know, if you bowl three strikes in the last in the last frame, because there's three things, oh, yeah. because whatever reason, you like 10, 20, 30. So 120 pins total can score you 300 points somehow. It's like golf being negative is a better score. Practically, like, yeah. Why, why is this like this? So, yeah, it's... It's a it's a scoring system that makes sense if you know it, but like it's not the most intuitive. The the controls in bowling are a bit frustrating sometimes mm-hmm. because you go to throw the ball and I line up just a shade to the right of the center, mm-hmm. and I punch the <laughs> just punch the controller forward in a straight line. Yep. Instead of trying to curve or do any of that stuff, or do an actual bowling motion. Yeah. Because it just works and I can get more velocity that way. And I'd say 60 to 70% of the time it results in a strike or at least nine pins down. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you, it hits where you want it to. And then the rest of the time I get this, this you know, 210 split or the four pins across for some reason. The, the game wants you to put spin on the ball. Yeah. Like, and that's... The, the generally accepted approach to bowling is to try to give and, it some yeah. give it some spin. Usually people start on like the left side of the lane if they're right-handed and they'll bowl it sort of to the to the right and then have it curve back to the to the left and hit between like the 1 and 3 or the 1 and 2 pins. But uh, like that's the generally like scientifically best way to try to get strikes every time. But to like the spin is so inconsistent in this and you can never get it to go exactly where you want it to. Sometimes it's easier to just like sometimes it's easier to just not try to do the spin and understand what kind of spin you're generally putting on. Like you're putting on the ball when you just roll it normally because mm-hmm. it usually drifts to the left or right if you're just trying to not bowl when it you punch. 
Punch Girl bowling playthrough. For me, it does because I'm doing like the full swinging motion. Right. And I guess my, you know, my arm probably just drifts it in. Yeah. yeah. So like you just kind of adapt to that and you're like, okay, it's going to move this much to this in this direction. And so I'll just, you know, start my throw here so that it compensates for that. But then sometimes it just like, sometimes it decides there's just way more spin on the ball and it just careens all the way off <laughs> it's and one, hits. one pin. Yeah. On the right. A, a lot of times I'll hit between like the, what would it be like the two and the four pin? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it just kind of like knocks everything over from the side and I end up getting like six. But yeah, I mean, bowling is still bowling. It's fun. The obstacle course ones are, are you know, goofy. It's a, it's a fun party game. Like, we had fun. We did. Just kind of. I am looking forward up. to them adding more content to it. And I, they're going to. They're bringing in. Golf. Golf, which should have been there initially. Yeah. But, I mean. And I mean, it's also it like. Bit. I'll play it. It's golf. That's fine. I want to see something new. Yeah. Because I mean, golf we got is. got soccer and volleyball, so. Golf has been in all of them. And I get it. It's like. It's a natural fit. It's. It's easy to do. It makes all of the sense in the world. But. It's been done, so I'm not that excited about it, because it's just... And you thought we... And you thought we could leave them in here. I'm... I'm speechless. And this is, like, when you're gone, and I'm recording the podcast with Tom, and I have to shut them out, it is this about nine or ten times a session. (laughs) So Wii Sports had five games, and then Wii Sports Resort came out, and... We played that quite a bit too, and yeah, arguably some, more than the original. Like, because it had oh, it had basketball, which was just okay. I liked basketball. It was it was fine. I like basketball in the same way that I like soccer. And there was table tennis, and frisbee. Frisbee was super fun. Yeah, and then there was like dog frisbee, mm-hmm. which I really liked. There's archery, which we played a little bit, but yeah. probably probably should have played it more because it's kind of cool that it's there. I played a bunch. Bowling and golf, um, canoeing and power cruising. Like what? Wakeboarding. What? Power cruising was literally just hold the Wiimote and the nunchuck out like this and press the triggers in and then just steer back and forth. That was the game. Yeah. Cycling, canoeing, like air sports. Cycling was the worst game (laughs) because cycling was literally just chug your arms in a circle like you're moving the pedals with your hands don't stop just keep doing it why would you that's not even a game that is a that's an exercise regimen yeah that's something that you would put in you know ring fit it's the stuff in ring fit is more interesting (laughs) and that's literally supposed to be exercise true so I think if they're going to add, they're going to add golf, but I think they should really look at like dodgeball would be great. Dodgeball would be super fun. And why not bring back some of the games that, I mean, if they put a season pass out and they decided they were going to bring some remastered versions of Re- Resports Resort games, I would buy that because we play a lot of this and it's fun. And I would buy some of them if there was a pack where I could get like frisbee if i get like frisbee basketball and um maybe archery maybe archery although that would be tricky with with the two controllers i think it would work 
It worked with the it worked with the Wii controllers because they were actually connected via cord, mm-hmm. and you could sort of like it would be a two controller thing. Yeah, I suppose it's it just not connected, so yeah, it would still work. It probably would. But, but I mean, yeah, like some of those games, like I legitimately miss and would play again. I would super play Frisbee Dog again. I know, right? Here's a slight deal breaker, though. They have to fix online multiplayer. People can just quit. Oh, yeah. In the middle of a game because you score one point. Yep. You score one point and they're like, oh, I didn't get a perfect game, so I'm quitting. Yeah. I don't want to lose and lose my score, so I'm out. And there's no penalty for that. And then you're just shot back into the lobby to try to rematch with somebody. Most online multiplayer games at this point have reached a sort of equilibrium of like, okay, well, if you leave a game early, it counts as a forfeit. Yeah. And it counts it like it's fine, but it's an automatic loss. Yeah. And sometimes people will still rage quit because they're just like, you know, it happens all the time in Rocket League where like you get two quick goals scored against you and then people just bail. And then, you know, the remainder of the team comes back and wins 3-2 shorthanded. <laughs> right. So like that happens all the time, but for them it's like they just accepted a loss. To get out of the game early. And if they're going to do that, then fine. I'll take the win if they're going to bail out. But right now... Does Switch Sports even track record? Uh, sort of. I mean, not like a full win-loss record. You get a... But you get... You get... There's a a whole ranking system. So your rank goes up if you win and it goes down if you lose. And in games like soccer, where you can have team members leave and then... You keep playing. And then you keep playing... You get to the end of it, and it's like, oh, you were shorthanded for a while, so we won't count this one. And it's like, well, then... (sighs) Yeah. And I mean, I get it. Like, people are not playing it super competitively, and the rankings are kind of a secondary thing. But, like, the whole reason that I'm still playing it after that initial wave of, like, oh, these are kind of fun. Like, I've continued to play because the feeling of progressing and ranking up is, is fun, is interesting. It's, it's something to, it's something to work towards, right? And the fact that you can, you know, go up 4-0 in volleyball and then run into, you know, a player has left the match, so the match will end. Yeah. And you get cheated out of a win and they get nothing, like they, there's no... And you don't get any, like, when you win a match, you get um, some points. Yeah, you don't even get the unlock points. you get like a little... There's like a weekly, almost like Fall Guys has like a weekly, yeah, pretty much thing that you can unlock, like for a season. Mm-hmm. And you don't even get those points; they just rob you of those points. Yeah, they just kick you back out to menu. And the person who quit because they didn't want to lose just gets away scot free. I mean, I guess they don't get the points either, but like, Still- I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where like, there's got to be some sort of discouragement for people to just bail out on a match because that's really annoying and it happens more often than it should yeah that being said you mentioned they got to fix the online and i was like initially i was like i don't know they 
The online actually is fairly smooth. Yeah, no, the play itself has been yeah. pretty good. There's occasionally some buffering issues. Like, you notice it in volleyball where somebody yeah, there's will, some, some somebody will go in for a bump and they'll hit the they'll hit the ball and then, like, it'll go through them and then they actually still get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That happens occasionally, but not The ball's, like, halfway as... to the floor and then it turns out it's blocked. It's I'll say this. It's come a long way from the time of trying to play Smash online. Early in Smash's release, because that was painful. Smash Ultimate Online was like, I tried it like one time, and I was like, this is literally unplayable. Like, cannot, cannot be done. Yeah. So it's much better than that. I mean, we, obviously in bowling, you don't have any issues, really. Yeah, that's true. There's, you don't have to, you don't have to even really worry about what the other players are doing. I will say, I wish the bowling had an option just to play a full 10, 10 frames. Yeah. Instead of doing this, like, the survival cutthroat one. survival thing, I wish that was an I option. I also wish they had a... I also wish they let you do the um, the obstacle bowling mm-hmm. online. Because they don't. They just kick you into the one mode. And actually, most of the games have different modes that you can play offline. Mm-hmm. But the online only has the one mode. Which yeah. is... It's usually the most basic mode, but it's also, like... I don't know. There's... It's a little bit limiting. Like, I... I think it'd be fun to do the the obstacle bowling with people online. I think it'd be fun to do, like, shootouts yeah. in soccer online. Not all the time, but, you know, the option would be nice. Yeah. I or mean, longer matches in tennis. Maybe they figure that most people, it will delineate the player base so much that you won't be able to fill up lobbies. That is true. That's a good point. If so you're only looking to play a certain You're kind of limiting that so you make sure that you always have people in the lobby to, to match make with. But yeah, that's a good point. I think it's fun. I've really enjoyed it. I know you really liked it. And yeah. Looking forward to see what they do with it. Um, I have a bunch of sports games on the Oculus, and one of the things that I have is the, the table tennis game. And that game yeah. is amazing. I remember what it's called. Eleven. Eleven table tennis. It's very realistic. Um, but I have also had buffering issues playing that with my brother. Oh, yeah, online. Like, Well, that's probably his fault. I think his internet just not was not good enough at the time. Yeah. So, um, but that's that's fun. And then I downloaded something the other day as a demo, Sports Scramble. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of a fun concept. But a lot of these Oculus games, I just wish that I could play without a headset on. Like, Sports Scramble is like... Why don't you go bowling, but every five five seconds you get a ball that is not a bowling ball. It's like, here's a pineapple, and here's a basketball, and you have to, like, throw it down there. It, like, rapid fire, and then the, then the bowling lane, like, flips up and resets to something different. It's mm-hmm. really crazy. And then there's a baseball game where the ball changes and the bat changes. Okay. So it's like, one minute you're pitching with a regular baseball, and then you're throwing a beach ball. Mm-hmm. Or a basketball, or a tiny ball. That honestly, like, sums up my feelings on VR in general, where it's like, hey, these games are fun. Could I just play a normal version of this? Yeah. If I could play Beat Saber and not have to wear the headset, it would be the greatest game ever made for me. Because I play it all of the time. Like, at least twice a week I play yeah. for an hour or something like that. I put in, like, 160, 70 hours in it. Like, longer than almost any game in my library. Yeah. And I love it, but I hate wearing the headset. It dries my eyes out. I get super, super sweaty underneath and it fogs up and slips around. You know, it's just, it would be much more comfortable if I could just have that game and play it 
It doesn't help that you get sweaty while you're doing it, too. I don't mind that. I don't... I mean, no, I mean, because, like, it, it makes the headset sweaty. It steams up the visor. Yeah. So, I think about all the, the games that I have downloaded, and most of them, it's either rhythm games or a sports game mm. on there. And I have something called Racket NX, which is, like, an arena racket game, like racquetball. Mm-hmm. Um, single player. I think you probably like it. It's like a cross between racquetball and... Like, like a pinball machine. That's oh, okay. I can describe yeah. it, and it has like different things on the wall. And when you hit the ball, it goes. It's like a magnet, and it draws the ball into the wall, and then it moves around in the wall. Does that is that game in three sixty? Yeah. Yeah, I've tried it before. Yeah, it's super fun. It's really kind of fun, and that game can't be played without wearing a headset because you right. need the three hundred and sixty degrees of of visual to be able to make that work, but. There's no reason for sports, the sports game, to exist in that platform and not like a regular. Yeah. Like, just put that on Steam that's not VR and I will buy it. Yeah. Because it would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, I think the reason this comes up also is like, okay, well, some of these games require motion controls. And then, like, we the Switch Sports shows you that you could just drop it on Switch and use your two, your two yeah. emotes to do the same thing. Yeah. And it would be fine. Mm-hmm. Like it should come out on Switch. That, that's a no-brainer for them. But uh, it's still like a thirty-dollar game, and I downloaded the demo, and I'm like, this is fun, but I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars for this. And I think a lot of people probably looked at Switch Sports and said the same thing. Yeah, they it's, did. You know, and when the Switch came out, and One Two Switch was not included. Yeah. In there, and they were like, "This is a full price game," and it's like, no, no. Apparently, Reggie had to had to push really hard to get Wii Sports to be included with the Wii. I mean, that is a great bundle. Because I think <laughs> I think it was like Miyamoto didn't want to include it. He didn't want it to be a pack-in thing. I, I I may have that reversed, or I may have the names wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Reggie who was like, "No, we we need to put Wii Something. Sports yeah. in with so that people can see, like, understand what the concept is." With the, with the I honestly control. feel like that may have made the system. It did. Absolutely like, it did. Giving people, people, not only people who are buying the system, but developers who see the success of the system and see people of all ages enjoying the motion controls. Yeah. Seeing that happen is like, okay. And then nobody for the next six years used motion controls any better yeah. than they did in the launch title. It's like let's make a let's make a Zelda game and you have to you have to use motion controls. That was the, a fun for time. the entire game. I didn't finish it because of that. I got to the I unlocked fishing. Oh, you're talking about Twilight Princess. Yeah, yeah. I I thought we were talking about Skyward Sword. Oh, well, I mean both of them, right? Yeah. No, but Twilight Princess I bought and I got to the fishing and then I didn't do anything else. Yep. <laughs> but that's just speaking of fishing, I guess that's considered a sport, huh? Yeah. Why don't we put that in Switch Sports? Man, I would never stop playing that. Oh, man. What? I really don't want them to do that. <laughs> they won't. They won't. That's not It's not a thing. Uh, if it happens, I'm sorry. I've, I've willed it into existence, but... I'm sure we could find a, a cheap enough, you know, fishing game on the on the eShop. I had I had one on, uh, on the Oculus that was decent, and it was a free-to-play. Mm. And it was quite fun, but... You know, it's got all the, it's got all the uh, monetary trappings of a free-to-play game. Yep. But I think it was just called Bait. Okay. 
but it was very cartoony. Okay. Like, all of the fish were, like, weird hybrids with, like, fruit and... Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like bug snacks, I Yeah, guess. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, literally named fish. It was, yeah. like, the, the football fish, but it was just a football. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. You know, I like fishing games. And I like games that have fishing in them. Yeah, you like fishing games regardless of whether it's an actual fishing game or not. Like Rune Factory. A game with fishing becomes a fishing game. Rune Factory had all of those hundreds of skills that you needed to like upgrade. And I had like the highest level skills for fishing. But like my sword skills, my sword skills were good, but any other weapon I was garbage at and I couldn't cook a damn thing. The one game (laughs) that I really, really, really got into the fishing in was Stardew Valley, but that was just because I wasn't interested in doing anything else in that game. <laughs> you in the dungeon and never came back. That's true. That is that is true. Many times. Yep. I've done that in a lot of games, actually. <laughs> That's me. You know what? That's Minecraft in a nutshell for me, too. Oh, I found a ravine. See you never. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the whole... Uh... Dig down until 12 and then just make a strip mine and then nobody knows where I'm at. For me, it was like, you know... You guys are out doing a harvest, and I'm like, I'm at level 100 in the dungeon. Y'all need anything? You need some ore? (laughs) Starter's a great game. I Life sims like that are fun, and I really like Rune Factory 4, and so I bought Rune Factory 5 on release, and I played it for five minutes, and then I fell asleep, and I haven't touched it since, and I'm frustrated about it because I'm super busy. And then Dark Souls, of course, happened. Yep. So Dark Souls superseded because Rune Factory is really not a skill game. I mean, I, I'm not saying that it's not, you don't have to be good at it. You, there are certainly mechanics in it that are very detailed. And I didn't beat four, I'll say that, because I chose the hardest person to beat. You could have beaten it. You just didn't get the romance option that you wanted, so you quit. No, no, no. What happened was... I didn't know how to upgrade equipment and I beat the base game and then like because of Doug, the dwarf character that I tried to like, I'm like, oh, I like him. He's voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. Let's go with him. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, he's got, you can't, you can't get married to him. You have to beat this thing first and then you can, you know, then you can progress the story and you got to get this ring or whatever. It's really, really annoying, but it's fine. So I did all that and I thought I got the ending of the game and then it's like there's a secret ending or there's like some special area. So I go there and I got one shot Yeah. by a guy that had like fireballs in my face and I'm like, wait, uh, okay. So then I came back and I tried to like craft a bunch of stuff and I like my crafting level was garbage. Yeah. And there's no way that I would ever, like I would have to spend another hundred hours in the game and I was like, oh, I feel like it. Yeah. Oh, so you... Basically finished it. You just didn't do the. You know, people who played it will be like, "You didn't even get anywhere near the ending." Yes, probably true. Well, you know what? Some people still say I didn't beat Bloodborne, but I don't care. It's true. I had good fun with it, and it helped me through a hard time in my life. So I'm very enamored with that game, only because. And now I've honestly played a lot of other games, so maybe I'd have a better understanding of how the the different mechanics work. You played enough Atelier at this point. Sure. And I honestly, like, totally I got the bad ending because I just didn't know what I was doing. And then Meridu I did really well on and I got a good mm-hmm. ending. And then Aisha had English voice acting. You didn't finish it. I didn't. I came back and I got a bad ending. Oh, did you? Yeah. 
Like, because Keith, Rick- Keith Griffin was like, I'll do it myself. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't you think you should have tried harder? Yeah. <laughs> I got the bad ending on that one also. But then they, they, they released the plus version. And they were like, oh, sorry, we're putting the Japanese voices back in. I'm sorry about that. I'm like, well, maybe I should go back and play it. Now there's too many of them out and I can't, yeah. I can't go back. I played it. I played it on Vita. It was really good. Yeah, it's good. And then Eska and Loji is the best one. I actually think, I actually think mechanically, Aisha might be the best of the Dusk trilogy. Well, maybe I should go back and play it then, because Eska and Loji is my eternal favorite of all of them that I played. Eska and Loji was really good. Shally was also better than I was expecting. And Sophie, I'm still in the middle of. Mm -hmm. Someday. I mean, I could, (laughs) if I hadn't gotten back into Trials of Mana. I know. Then I would That's probably right, you're getting ready that. to finish Trials of Mana. It's true. You're getting close on that. So far, are you liking it? Yeah, it's it's honestly like, it's not special. It is, it is just a, it's a pretty plain video game ass video game. <laughs> but, like, if I didn't have nostalgia for the original, I probably wouldn't be enjoying it as much as I am. It's a fun game to play. It's good. It just doesn't really stand out in any particular way. It's got very, it's got very simplistic, but satisfying, like hack and slash combat, you know. It reminds me a lot of Rune Factory. I know you've got a party in this game, but Rune Mm -hmm. Factory has a very simplified combat system. And it's, it's like this, the, uh, the perspective that you're playing in is very similar, Mm. at least to, to four. I haven't really done a whole lot with five, but it's, I mean, it is kind of just like. It plays sort of like a Musou game, honestly. Mm. You've got you've got the XXX and the YYY. I'm here for that. And uh, and then there's a dodge button. Mm-hmm. And then there is a button where you can get specials. And then there are items. No. And that's and you, with that you go through the game. Voice acting seems very good. It's. I mean, I'm playing in Japanese because I heard the, the literally them say the the title in English, yeah. and I was like, nope. Yeah. Don't like that, but, um... It's got Tomokazu Sugita in it. Yeah, it's got some heavy hitters. More than I thought, like, um... Akio Otsuka is in the game as a... Dogs don't like that. They don't like that. Yeah, Akio Otsuka is in in it as uh, one of the supporting characters. So that's, I mean, that's budget. He doesn't come cheap. (laughs) Or maybe he does. I don't know. He's in everything. So maybe he's in everything because he's affordable. Maybe he, he you call him and he's like, you got a project for me? I'm ready. Yeah. Let me do it. No, okay. let me pay you. <laughs> right. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'm having a good time with it. It's um, It's been so long since I played the original that the story is still kind of fresh. And it's... <sighs> Boy, it is like the most boilerplate JRPG <laughs> storyline. Like it, like if you stopped telling the story at just like, yeah, you got to collect the things and save the world. Like there's stuff that happens along the way, and all of it's completely inconsequential. There's yeah. a, there's a, you know, there's that moment in the in the middle where you have the plot twist where you think you're doing the good thing, and then the bad guys are like, ha ha ha, you were. You fell into my trap. This was my plan all along. I just let you open the... I let you collect all the things so that I could get the big powerful thing. You know the one. Yeah. It's like, 
I just let you do all the work for me so I could sweep in and get the thing. So, I mean, it's... It, the, I will say it still impresses me that in, like, the mid-90s they made a game with, like, six different branching storylines. Mm-hmm. The whole concept of, like, there's six main characters, you get three. <laughs> yeah. And they have... Those three all have their own connection to the main storyline that starts in a different place, involves different characters. Your main antagonist is different depending on who you take. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, the threads all sort of converge into the same main point towards the end. And the only thing that really changes is like whoever your whoever the antagonist of your story is becomes the main antagonist towards the end. And the other two, like, there's basically, like, three warring factions. And whichever one has your main antagonist behind it is the one that will win. Yeah. So, yeah, you can kind of play it through three different times and get generally, like, three different endings, sort of. You get a different boss fight. But, I mean, it's it's not interesting enough to really justify doing that, I don't think. Um, there is a, a special like post game dungeon, which I think is new to the remake, and I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I don't know how I don't know how hard it's going to be or how much that's going to be, but I I hadn't considered the idea that there would be like new stuff. It's cool that they added that. Yeah, I mean, just honestly, the fact that it even got an English release after so long is is impressive in and of itself, and I mean. You know, it's a it's a decent remake. It plays like a it plays like a modern action game. It just plays like a very. Is that our cue for? I think we're going to take a word from our sponsors. <laughs> OK, well, that car has either been uh, has either been taken care of or successfully stolen. And I don't really care because it's quiet now. <laughs> I think they shut it off, but kind of concerning that the alarm was going off in the first place. I mean, it could be for any real reason. It was a rabbit. It could be a rabbit. There's a lot of them. <laughs> we found them all on our walk this morning. Or the afternoon. Yeah. Dio found a lot of them. And a duck. And a duck. And he, you know, barked at all of them. And <laughs> how is your shoulder? Are you okay? I'm okay. He, like, he was pretty, he was pretty rough. He goes hard. Yeah. And then he gets mad because he gets to the end of the leash and he's like, no, I can't reach it. Uh." I have to go further. (laughs) Anyway, the Trials of Mana remake is good. It's it's very like, you know, decent seven out of ten anime game. Good. Nothing, nothing crazy, nothing special, just solid fun. Enjoyable. Yeah. But it's but I'm going to take a drink of water so I can get some words. Okay. Favorite NBA Jam phrase, most memorable phrase, that's not boom shakalaka. <laughs> I was totally going to say yep. that. Well, because that's everyone's. That, like, boom shakalaka is the... We were playing the... We were I kind of like the, oh no! Like when you... When you boink off the mountain, like the... If you go to slam and you get the... Hit the rim and it bounces off and it doesn't go in. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm partial to ugly shot. Yeah, yeah, that, that one's pretty good. 
Um, we took, we, we obviously, for our anniversary, we played uh, Tournament Edition for a few matches. And then just today, we hooked the 360 back up and... That was an ordeal. It was it was a mess. All of our controllers are jank and they don't work right. Um, but we were able to play a bit of the um, I think it's called On Fire. No, it's just like the remake is literally just called NBA Jam. Full stop. I thought it was On Fire Edition, but maybe that's the On re-release. Fire Edition is the digital, digital re-release. Re-release. Yeah, we tried to put it in the Xbox One, and guess what? It's no longer backwards compatible. You looked up a thing that said it's like the only sports game that's backwards compatible. And then we popped it in the Xbox One and it's like, no, it's not. And my theory is that because EA Sports. Yeah. They probably like they probably revoked the backwards compatibility because they had the digital on fire edition and they just wanted people to buy that one. I mean, hey, you know what? The game is hella fun. It's super fun. It's and we were talking about it like i always played as a kid with the power ups on and i always played with the you know shots that go up to 7 points 9 9 points or whatever i thought that was just chaos and i loved every bit of it and so when i played nba jam i always had them turned on well they don't have that i can tell on the newer version they don't have the numbered shots no um, but they do have the power-ups, but they're all confusing, and I didn't ever really know what was what. Okay, so... I, except the tiny one that makes you tiny. Yeah, that there's one's one, pretty fun. There's one that makes you tiny. The blue one makes you super fast. Yeah. The green one makes it so that you can't be pushed. Oh, that's pretty convenient. And specifically, if someone tries to push you... You knock them They down. They fall down. There's, I, think they think they call, I think they call it the rubber power-up. Uh, um, and then the red one is power where, like, if you push someone, they, like, go flying. Yeah. And I think it makes your dunks harder to block. Well, that game's got a lot. The, the newer version has a lot to it. Um, It was... We literally turned the game on, and the first thing you see when you go to select a team is, like, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And that's really heartbreaking. But, you know, it is what it is. And then always looking through all of the, the rosters, like, they don't play anymore. Mm-hmm. Dirk Nowitzki doesn't play anymore. Jason it, Kidd doesn't play anymore. Yeah, Dirk Nowitzki and Jason Kidd on the on the Mavericks. Duncan, Tim Duncan doesn't play Tim anymore. Tim Duncan, yeah. None of those Spurs are are yeah. playing anymore. Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, they're all out. I so, mean, they were they were like they were getting up there in age when that game came out yeah. even. And that was what? 2010. <laughs> <sighs> oh. They weren't that old at that time, but yeah, I mean, the uh, that was the the age of the big three in Boston with uh, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and uh, Ray Allen mm-hmm. all retired. Yeah, Rajon Rondo's still playing. Yeah, LeBron is still playing. Dwayne Wade isn't. Dwayne Wade is not. Yeah. Most people who listen to this podcast probably don't care about any of that. It's true. We're Mechanics. Just, we're just <laughs> saying the names of basketball players at this point. But the one thing that the, the newer version de- did that was really cool was it brought in some legacy players. Yeah, yeah. Which is really fun. We, you know, we played a lot with with the legacy players. But the original game had had some, like, all-star teams and then hidden characters. Yes, which was always fun. Like, you can play as Benny the Bull, mm-hmm. the mascot, or you can play as Beastie Boys for some reason. 
Well, that, okay, so you're conflating the old one and the new one now. No, I'm just saying the old one had those things. Did they, did they have the Beastie Boys in the, in the original one as well? Yeah, I think so. They it had, would make sense why they had DJ them back. Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. That I know. And I um, know at least one of them has Bill Clinton. That's the old one. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if it's original or if it's tournament edition. I think tournament edition has Hillary, actually. Let's just look it up. But yeah, that's the nice thing about the new one, and by the new one, I mean the 2010 one, um, having the legacy characters is that, like, it makes every team viable, even if it sucks on that particular year's roster. And I, I say this as a Pistons fan, like, that particular iteration of the Pistons was not a great one. <laughs> and, uh... Being able to just sub in Isaiah Thomas and Bill Lambeer is that's that's better. It makes it makes it so that you can play the team that you want to play and not be weighed down by terrible players. Did you ever play the N sixty four one? No. Yes. NBA no. Jam Extreme. No, not that one. I played a couple of them after they had to rebrand to Showtime because there was a whole big thing that happened with like the NBA Jam name mm. and license and like Midway sold the name or someone. I don't know. There, it, there was a whole thing where like the team that made NBA Jam had to stop calling it NBA Jam and they started calling it like Showtime or Hangtime, but it was like ostensibly the same game. I don't remember exactly what happened with that. So I think the SNES game had different unlockable characters oh, okay. than the Genesis. because That makes sense. I think the Genesis had Bill Clinton, but not Hillary. Okay. We, um, played the, we played the Genesis version specifically, mostly because we have... Well, I didn't play that much NBA Jam. I actually had a different arcade basketball game called NBA Give and Go, which is significantly worse. <laughs> I've never heard of that. It was in arcades as NBA, uh, uh, no, not run and gun. That's, that's a football game. Oh, it was a Konami game? Yes. It's got decent ratings. It's actually rated like four out of five. Yeah, it's not bad. I played a lot of it. It's fun. Was I might, it? like, I might show it to you after this because it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty fun. But it's not NBA Jam. Game is essentially a home version of Konami's arcade game, run and gun. Oh, it is run and gun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a I thought that was a football game. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's that game's not bad. But that was my NBA jam and that's actually like it's still basically arcade style, but it's 5 on 5 and it plays a little bit more like a uh it plays a little bit more like a uh a true like actual mm-hmm. sim. But yeah, I didn't really have a whole lot of of NBA jam. When I was growing up. So I can't say that I played the SNES version because I didn't that much. What I played mostly was your Genesis version. Yeah. So, like, technically we both have the most history with that version. So that's what we played. It's true. We talked about the history of NBA Jam and our relationship on stream. For those of you who weren't there, um, when we were dating, we, uh, we just, you know, woke up at like three in the morning one day. And made out for a while, and then <laughs> then played NBA Jam at three in the morning. Yep. And 
We just were both, we just woke up in the middle of the night. I told you, this is like, what? Dio hates that we did that. Yeah, this is like, what, time three or four? Yeah. This is just what they do nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, we just both woke up and, you know, we were, at the time, we were just in our 20s. Yeah. So we were both up and we were like, hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> As you do. Mm-hmm. It was our Netflix and chill. Yeah. It, it, it was also you up. You up. <laughs> uh, so that happened. And then like, you know, we're sitting there and it's like, for some reason, it's like. You want to play NBA you Jam? You want to play NBA Jam? It's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and we just did it. And it just became such a funny thing that we just woke up in the middle of the night, made out and played NBA Jam that is just for a decade plus after has just become this funny, like pseudo romantic meme <laughs> of like, we can't even say the words NBA Jam to each other without someone like throwing a wink. Yeah. Or like this shitty grin, you know, like, mm, yeah, I see you over there making that. So joke. now is that, now is that whole, like you want to play NBA Jam and there's like a knowing smile. <laughs> and the thing is, that's not an invitation to anything other than playing NBA Jam. <laughs> That's true. It's true. We just know what the connotation is. So, like, it's... Like, we don't use it as code for anything. Mm. We just joke about it because yeah. it's funny. Yeah. I think that the game... I didn't. I never played this NES version, so I don't know. Obviously, I only know the Genesis game, and I will forever defend the... The blast processing and obnoxious oh, yeah, sound yeah. card in the Genesis because it's just it what honestly I... works better for some games. If it's, Not a lot of them. If it's but got some. funk in it, it plays well on the Genesis. It just does. Like Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, man, like that that game's got great sound. Bubsy does not have great sound. No, or anything. <laughs> Bubsy One is a, is an interesting game that has some problems. Two is a mess. Yes, two is two is a disaster. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that so okay. So let's compare the original or tournament edition, which is not technically the original, but basically is. Um, because I got some I got some insights for the uh, like on the original one based on playing the new one. The new one plays way better in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, it's slower. We were talking about how yes. it's so much slower. And you can actually come in and then, like, poke a ball out and yeah. get a steal. Like, yeah, the the original NBA Jam is so... I mean, they're all offense-focused. And that's, you know, that is what it is. Like, that's what the game is. But there, it's so hard to play defense in that game. It's so hard to play defense. And if so once someone goes up for a dunk, that's basically it. Yeah, you're going to get knocked down or you'll get lucky if it's a certain type of dunk. I mean, you can like you can take someone with a high block rating and maybe get a couple of them out of there, but you get blown away so often. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, you have to you have to be in exactly the right spot to get a steal, you have to be in exactly the right spot to get a push. It's damn near impossible to get a rebound. And if you just happen to be going up against one of the teams with really high ratings in any category, 
they will wipe the floor with you. Yep. And the game is so fast that you don't have time to react and think. Right. It, it makes defense and rebounding basically impossible. And the court's really short. Yeah. That's you, another you thing. Go... And maybe the timing on the other game felt it felt a lot slower because the court actually is bigger and takes you longer to get yeah. from one side to the other. Yeah, like you like you go coast to coast in like a second and a half. Yeah. And it's, you know, I get it. You've got turbo. Right. And it's a, you know, it's an arcade game and you want it to be fast and responsive. That's part of the reason people like it so much. Mm -hmm. If it were too much slower, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have the same feel. Right. But the remake slows things down a little bit just so that it feels like you have more control over what's going on and you have time to react to things. And the game is better for it. And it's, it makes me, it makes me wish that the original had, you know, more of that, but also makes me, you know, it, it's one of those things where you kind of appreciate what the original brought to the table because a remake was able to sort of refine that in that way. And like in what, 92, 93, whenever the first NBA jam came out, like that was a, that was a new thing. They were pioneering this version of the game. And it was awesome. And they didn't have a they didn't have a rule book. They didn't have a you know, they didn't have a version of that to refine. They were just making something new from scratch. And in game design in general, there weren't very many set in stone rules of how to do things right. People were just kind of making what they felt like and making it look cool. So the fact that they were able to make that game as well as they were given the constraints is really cool but also it was there's so many ways it could be made so much better yeah and has been made better one thing that's interesting to me is that like with as big as nba jam has been it, it like is and has been for years there have been so many like for lack of a better term copycats um that have tried to do a similar type of, you know, over-the-top sports thing. And it doesn't feel like any of them have really taken... Not to the same extent. To the either. same extent. It, like, like The polish on the game and just the timing, I think. Because I feel like every sport goes through waves of popularity. Yeah. Based on who's popular, who's doing well, yep. what teams, what franchises, or just news of the day. Yeah. And Jam came out absolutely at the peak of NBA popularity. And I mean, it had Pippen, but it didn't have Jordan, but Jordan was still playing when it came Jordan out. Jordan wasn't in any video games. Yeah, because he, he didn't want his rights out there. I think it's because he didn't want people to be able to beat him in the video game. <laughs> that's probably true. Like, that sounds like the Jordan I know. He's just like, he's seeing people like beat him in the in the game. And he's like, I took that personally. <laughs> that never happened. This game isn't realistic. Zero, but out, he of, was, zero out of five. He was in video games. He was in like, he was in like, um... We were talking about, I, I think it's Jordan versus Bird. Yeah. And he also has Chaos in the Windy City. Isn't that? I guess. Yeah. It's For some reason, you said that and immediately I thought of a Barkley Shut Up and Jam. But that's the, the thing is, that sounds like it would be also like an adventure game like Chaos in the Windy City. But I think Shut Up and Jam is just a basketball game. Yeah. But what was the 
what was the Barkley game? Was that Chaos in the Windy City that I was thinking of? The RPG? Oh, you're... Th- <laughs> <laughs> no, you're thinking about Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the one who... The, the game that introduced us to the original Space Jam mashup meme. Yeah. Because they just took the Space Jam theme and then wrote a different... It like it wrote a different thing over it, like a remix. Yeah, that was a wild. You know that what? game is ridiculous. Yeah, and I wonder, like, you should play it again. I think I feel like I should, but I also feel like if I go back to it, like, there's so much in it that is so like hard cringe, <laughs> and not in like a not in the way that it's necessarily supposed to be. A lot of it is written to be cringe on purpose. Yeah. Some of it, I feel like, would would tip over into, like, oh, wait, that's not cool anymore. Yeah, probably. You know, it, it feels like one of those things, like, going back to Catherine was, a, was an eye-opening experience for me. Because it's like, oh, wow, I thought this was, like, yeah. I thought this was really adult and progressive when I played it in, like, 2013. Because I was a different person. Right. And now I look at it and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I saw this differently before. <laughs> so I feel like that game would have... Sim- I don't remember a lot of what happens in it, but I feel like I feel like there would be aspects of it that would be like, oh, no. No, that's not okay. Yeah. Eh, a lot of that happens, though. It does. It does. And, you know, it's... It's fine if you just recognize it and you, you know, you call that out for what it is and you're like, yeah, this is a, this is problematic. This is a product of its time. And, you know, that was written at a time when we were not as aware of these issues. In some cases, it's like, yeah, that even then that would have been bad. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And you got to call that out too. You got to be like, wow, this game was made in 1992 and at 1992, that was still not okay. Yeah. I, I think about friends a lot. In that, uh, yeah, in that sense, where like, boy, a lot of the jokes in Friends are just joking about whether some whether or not someone is gay. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, no, that's just the joke. The joke is gay, mm-hmm. and yeah, for a while, that was a joke you could just make. You just slide it in there, and it's like, ha ha ha. Gay people exist, and you might be one of them. That's the joke. Man, I'm glad we don't live in the 90s anymore. I know, right? We've come a long, long way. And the really nice thing about not living in the 90s anymore is we don't have to live in the 90s. Like, we, like, but the stuff that was cool in the 90s is now coming back to be cool again. Yeah. Like, when's that Ninja Turtles game coming out? Yeah, right? <laughs> Five or six now? Soon, I guess. Yep. Dio says it's coming out this summer. I think it is this summer. And there's also like a, there's also like a Ninja Turtles like arcade collection. Hmm. It's got like uh, Turtles in Time and. Game's so hard. Well, they're, you know, they're made to be quarter munchers. Right. That one, that one was at the bowling alley. I was going to say, I was going to say you must have had either the Ninja Turtles game or the Simpsons game. Both. Yeah. They're pretty good bowling alley. You know, my favorite part, going back to that, my favorite part of my mom bowling was at the end of the season, they'd have a banquet at Ryan's. 
<laughs> oh goodness. And I go in there and load up on them rolls. Did we uh, did we determine that Ryan's was like number five or number six on our least classy casual dining restaurants? Oh my god. Remember when we actually made a ranking? We did. We did that for fast food restaurants and for fast casual restaurants. Yep. And just in the car, when you have these long drives, we'd go from Michigan to Tennessee to visit family. And, like, we're in the car, and it's like, what can we do to pass time? Let's just rank all of these shitty restaurants. Yep. Bob Evans, you know, I think, Ryan's. I think we put uh, we put Waffle House at the top. Golden Corral. We got into a big, big discussion about Golden Corral. Do we have to do it now? No. <laughs> Guess what? The one that we ate at, because we had that discussion, is gone. Good. It went out of business. Well, I think that's probably because of COVID, and that sucks, but, you know. Buffets are kind of hard to keep up at a time when, you know, you're not supposed to be touching the same things as other people. Yeah, we had this thing, and he he had remembered going and enjoying Golden Corral as a kid, and was like, it's... We should Liter- just go. Okay, so I had... A fond memory of going to a Golden Corral with my grandmother when I was like six years old and my brother had the chicken pox. Okay. So I was like staying with my grandmother so that they could deal with him. And we went out to Golden Corral at like six in the morning on like a Sunday. And it was the first time that I had seen a buffet and she just let me go and get whatever. And I was like... They got like pancakes and waffles and muffins and I can get ice cream for breakfast because the ice cream machine was on. And it was like, it blew my mind. It's like, what do you mean? I could just go get whatever I want. I don't understand. Like I do. I I don't have to like order. Like I don't have to pick something off a menu. There's all of that food is just there and I can just put it on my plate and bring it back. That's awesome. I can get ice cream. Just right now, I could just go grab a bowl and get ice cream. Are you serious? <laughs> so that experience sat with me for like 20 years. 25 years? Yeah. And it was like, that was what I remembered Golden Corral was. Is just like the experience of seeing that a, a like a buffet existed. And that I could just go get ice cream and bacon and pancakes and just put stuff on my plate and i was just allowed to do honestly, that honestly when we went there we went in there and this was like only like two years ago before covid started maybe like yeah like, well, it must have been like 2019 i want to say it was probably before we moved over here and we we walked in the door and i all i immediately felt like oh i'm 12 again but also it's even though it's not been it, you've not been able to smoke in a restaurant in god knows how many years like a decade at least for some reason maybe it's the clientele maybe it just is just ingrained in the building itself but it just smelled like cigarette smoke and cheap meat and we went in there and we tried everything and we would eat a bite and then look at each other and laugh because it was just not good yep (laughs) the rolls pretty good you gotta eat, like, they had steak. Yep. And you got a steak and it was like... 90% grizzle. Yep. Yeah. The was... worst possible <laughs> cut of meat imaginable. And and the the meat that was edible was, like, just really overcooked and tough. Yep. Like, it's the like stuff... waffle house steak in the morning 
is better than that steak was. The stuff that should have been impossible to mess up was somehow messed up. Even the mashed potatoes were like mm-hmm. runny. Yeah. Because they, they, they got that hungry man in the back and they didn't oh, put yeah. too much water in there. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I'm so glad that we did it because it was adult me getting to see that Golden Corral is just bottom of the barrel buffet food. But like, it was never that feeling of going as a kid and especially going for breakfast. I probably enjoy it more for breakfast because like, I don't care. I will, I will like mess up some, some store, no, some listen. store bought muffins. And... Shoney's, Shoney's breakfast or like big boy. Mm-hmm. And you go on a weekend and you can just go in there and get like 500 French toast sticks. Yeah. Yes. Sign me up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're crappy. Yeah, right. It's a, like, beside the point. You're going there. You can to literally get, choose. Take... You don't have to look at the menu and be like, okay, I don't know if I want the pancakes or if I want the waffle. You get it all. Yeah. You get it and you eat it. And then you're like, I've I have ate it all. Yeah. I want <laughs> two pieces of chewy bacon and some chewy. gross runny scrambled eggs <laughs> and two pancakes that are dry and have no flavor and a waffle that I can drown in bad syrup. And I and a muffin that makes me choke. That's basically a biscuit. Yes. Yeah. And I will enjoy it. Yeah. You can, like you cannot screw up breakfast food bad enough for me to have a bad time with it on a buffet. In general. Yeah, that's true. The only thing you like if you start putting onions in things, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna pause. But like, you know, you can give me a stale ass cinnamon roll, and I will still eat it and be like, man. I'm glad I had a cinnamon roll today. <laughs> this is a tangent and a half. It happens when we play a game that we don't really have that much to <laughs> talk about. It's NBA Jam. It's great. You should play it. Maybe play the new one. If I, don't... I think it's available on PS4 and Xbox One. It's not available on Steam that I could tell. Yeah, I, I don't checked. know. And there's licensing issues with it, too. But it's fun. It's good fun. And... Yeah, it's, it's honestly timeless. Like, you can pick up NBA Jam at any point, and you will, 20 years from now, be able to pick up NBA Jam and still have a good time with it. All of the players in it will be dead. Don't put that on them. I mean, not all of them, but, like... Eventually. Yeah. At 20 years from now, 30 years from now, there's going to be a lot more of them. And there's there's something about older games from that generation, from SNES and, and Sega specifically that just have a lot of charm and a lot of bullshit yeah and they just they play well and they don't really it's not a lot of frills to it there's not a lot of depth to the nba jam you don't have to think too hard about what's happening you run up and down the court and you push the button to block or you steal or you shoot the ball or you slam the ball it's you know honestly i kind of want to watch a speed run of somebody playing all the way through Oh, I guess it wouldn't be a speedrun. There's a timer. Might be, yeah. It would be like a, a score attack. Maybe. I guess. I always when I got really, really, really good and at sports games and would like really refine them to the point where like winning wasn't a challenge anymore. I would start to go for. Uh, I would start to go for like ridiculously difficult feats. Like I would try to in in give and go specifically. The goal was always to go for the shutout. Like, actually just block every shot. Don't ever let them score anything. Um, with, uh, with, I also had 
Uh, I think I still have it on the shelf here. Yeah. NBA Live 2005. I played that game to death. And that was also great because that was one of the few times that the Detroit sports team that I wanted to use was actually a good team. Yeah. That was actually like the championship Pistons in that game. Um, So in that game, I used Rip Hamilton a lot. And my uh, my goal was to get Rip Hamilton a quadruple double in every game. <laughs> well, him or uh, Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. Where it was like uh, 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and 10 either blocks or steals. Yeah, we briefly mentioned it, but uh, on, on our anniversary, we also played NFL Blitz. Oh, yeah. Which I really don't have any connection with because, you know, I never played it. But you were really fond of it. And then... I, a couple days later, I went to bed and all of a sudden I hear just him in the other room. Oh! <laughs> just playing Blitz all by himself. And then I come in here and I'm like... That was completely uncalled for, but a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> he's just playing it and I'm like, are you are you in on this now? And he's like, yeah, yeah. This happens to me with sports games. It's sort of a guilty pleasure for me where that is a game where I can just kind of play it over and over. And feel like I'm making some progress in it because of a season or because of player progression or something like that. That's what I did with Blitz. I played it for like three or four days pretty consistently. And because uh, I was just going through a season. It's like, let's go through and, and do a Super Bowl. I'll never forget when we first started dating. We went, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that long after we had been dating. But we went and bought the coach simulator game. Oh yeah, NFL head coach for PS2. God, you played that so much. Mm-hmm. Never got good at it. It's not very... It's still there on the... Yeah, I was jump. just thinking, where is that? Yeah. So he played that a lot, and I was like, so this is a thing, I guess. Yep. And then year after year, you gotta be careful when you buy used games that you don't buy something that's gonna just set him off on a thing. For a while, it was Rocket League. Yep. And even now, you'll still get into a, a thing where you'll I'll still get into a thing with Rocket League, Occasionally. Yeah. But, you know, is that, um... Disc Jam was disc it for jam. a while? Yep. You played a lot of Disc Jam. Um, oh, God. Freaking... Tecmo always has a special place. Every year, I will get into a Tecmo kick because they they release a new roster. Yeah. The the modders. And it's like, I gotta play, I gotta play Tecmo with the updated rosters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't mentioned baseball. That was, a, that was a big one for a while. And honestly, like, I'm I'm feeling a pull to, like, get back into a baseball game. And, like, I gotta, I gotta I know, be careful you know about that. It's coming. The Mario, t- it's coming on the 10th. Sluggers? Oh, Strikers. Yeah. Strikers. Yeah. Soccer, right? Yeah. So we'll just get that, and then you can... That's not baseball. It's, oh it's my, a, that's a baseball. It's, it's a soccer-like game. Is it only soccer in this new one? Yeah. Okay. That's what Strikers is. But it's also like football soccer. It's like battle soccer. Yeah. They, they've been very careful to not call it soccer. They are specifically referring to it as a soccer-like, which is hilarious to me. Soccer-like. I've I really enjoyed the ad campaign so far where they're like, just like normal-ass Mario characters and all of a sudden they get like super gritty and like aggressive yeah, kind of that, like Smash, you know. That, like, one-punch man art style. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I played the, so I played the show 19 and I was super into that because again, boy, if you give me a sports game where I can play as like an individual player and progress and grow and build that character and that player, I'm in, I'm so in, I am so ridiculously in. Y'all, DH was just the best baseball player I have ever seen. He was like getting the contract, getting that bag. I had to start. I had to start my. I had to start my career with the Twins. Yep. And then you could set your own walkout music. Oh, you played NHL too. Oh man, yeah, you played a lot of NHL. Sure did. I went back and played more NHL twelve, like a few months ago while you were gone. Oh yeah. I just felt like it and got super into it again. <laughs> Like, ten years later, it's like, man, this is still fun. Some people have gambling problems. I mean, I would not not relate this to a gambling problem. (laughs) But it is very easy for me to get hooked on sports sims. Yeah. Like, once I start, it's just like, oh yeah, I want to play another game of that. And then that game becomes ten, which becomes a hundred. It's literally been happening a bit with um, Switch Sports. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, honestly, it has. So... But at least that has a, that has sort of a cap on it because like I'm actually moving my body to play that (laughs) somewhat. So like there is a point where it's like, I want to stop moving my body now. You know what's funny about NBA Jam though? I would never, I don't think you'd ever get to that same, because it doesn't have the depth that some of these other games have. And I think that's the trick in making you really want to play it is like, just like you said, progression over time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because NHL had progression as a season. A lot of the Tecmo games have, you know, sim a season or play an entire season. Yep. NBA Jam has that, but it's two players. It's not a really deep basketball game. It's very easy to cheese out a lot of stuff. Yes. If you, if you go through it, so. And it also doesn't, like, I mean, the closest it has to a season is just beat all the teams. Yeah. And that's fun, but... It doesn't really, like, it doesn't really build up to anything. We didn't talk about it, but there are a bunch of, like, different modes in the newer version of the game, including a backboard smashing... Yeah, that's pretty fun. ...competition, which is fun. You basically play, but you want to jam as much as possible and be the first to break your backboard, which I we had a hard time with. Yeah, we lost, like, three or four times in a row and then had to barely squeak one out at the end. Um, But that was kind of cool. And then there's a sort of, like, a domination type of game where you have like spots on the ground but it was a single side of the court which was really uncomfortable for me yeah because normally the the camera's at the side of the court and follows you back and forth and this was this was actually at like the back of the court Mm -hmm. showing you like the half court view and it, it just made the whole thing feel really different but the idea was basically like hit a spot from this shot and it starts scoring you points yeah and then like there's five spots so you know you kind of go like side out and and each team gets a gets a chance to possess the ball and try to hit a spot and you can take over the spots from each other. And as long as you control a spot, it's scoring you points and it's the first one to get to 100. Yeah, it's an it's they've got a couple of interesting little uh, like other modes that are fun. But I think the main game mode is still like the most fun. 
Yeah, and and there's a lot of toggles that aren't like cheat codes on on the original NBA Jam in oh, tournament yeah, we didn't edition. Talk about the cheat codes. You have to enter the cheat codes in order to access like big head mode and stuff like that. But in they just have that as a toggle in the options menu. Yeah, because they know that everybody turned it on all like, the time. Yeah. Do you want infinite turbo and big head mode? Those are just options. Yeah. So that that's always fun to do, and then just turn it on. So, but that was the thing. You had to know all the cheat codes in order to get the secret unlock characters. You had to know all that stuff. Good old Nintendo Power magazine. Oh, yeah. The the cheat information. Definitely. I never had it, but like, I know that's where that information was found. GeoCities website. That too. (laughs) That too. Not Mm. mine though. No. I had a, I had a Final Fantasy site. I had a Final Fantasy site on Homestead. Which was basically just a, Ge- a GeoCities clone. Yeah. And uh, boy, I you know I tried to explain what certain things are and and what items did and was just wrong. <laughs> just just so tell me wrong. tell me what did did your homestead page say was a phoenix down? No, it like <laughs> it was one of the first things you have to do in Final Fantasy One is like return an item to somebody and that just basically starts your adventure mm-hmm. and i said that you do that to get your class change which <laughs> actually happens like several hours later at like the midpoint of the game very knowledgeable yep super wrong <laughs> crazy wrong and i like i don't know why i thought to do that when i hadn't actually played final fantasy one in like several years but I mean, I was also like 14. So, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. NBA Jam's fun. Play it. You should play it. Play any... Well, I don't want to say any iteration. There are actually some bad ones. Definitely the Sega Genesis and SNES games are good. And then the new, whatever digital version, I guess, is available. If you have a 360 and you can pick up a copy of... Yeah, the, the- 2010 version, as much as I hate to plug an EA game... I don't know how that happened because that was like a that was like a Midway thing and Midway's out of business and I guess EA Sports just bought the license to NBA Jam and just made it because of course they did. So NBA Jam is an EA thing now which sucks. But the 2010 game is good. It's good. It's um, it's real it's probably the best NBA but game. But if you buy it and play it on 360, you can't play online. That's also true. So if you if you're gonna pick it up, maybe consider getting the digital. You version. could probably get it at a like a used game store for fairly cheap. I think it's it's still like ten or twenty bucks. That's fairly cheap. Yeah, I could look it up on eBay, but I don't want to. And honestly, you can do that. No one cares. It's true. But yeah, the the remake, the 2010 remake, is very 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 good. And you know, you can still have the same experience. That uh, that you have with the original NBA Jam of looking over the team rosters and being like, oh, wow, all of these players are retired. Yep. And maybe if you're younger, you might actually recognize some of the names if you paid attention to NBA in the last 20 years at all. I mean, LeBron's in it. LeBron is in it. Chris Paul. During his, uh, his big three heat years. Dirk Nowitzki. Yep. Yeah, Chris Paul's still playing. Um... Seth Curry was in it and he looked like a a baby. baby. That was, that was like, he's seriously like his profile picture in in NBA Jam 2010. He looks 12. Yeah. Like seriously. (laughs) Yeah, this is fun. I've enjoyed 
chatting with you the last couple weeks, and I look forward to Tom coming back and have hear about his trip. Yeah, I'm. I am. Uh, I'm looking forward to asking him about it, and probably rehashing some of the things that I talked about with you with him also. Sure, I'm sure he'll be because I, I. By that point, I will. I will finish Trials of Mana, and I'll probably want to talk about it again. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for thanks for filling in mm-hmm. while uh while Tom is in a different hemisphere. <laughs> I'm happy to do it and I'm looking forward to the next time. There will be a next time. After Dark Souls 2 probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs>